Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks what's up guys it's me tanks almost live I am pre-recording this episode because when it airs, I will be in Paris with Lauren doing my best Mary-Kate Nashley in Passport to Paris impersonation, shoving my face with baguettes, drinking beaucoup de vin, beaucoup de vin rouge. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for any French people. Just forget that I ever did that. Um, But I love these episodes because I get to read your emails and voicemails and it's just a lovely, it's just a lovely time. Before we start, I, um, I was recently recent not too recently kind of seeing someone and I think I'm gonna parlay him into a friendship but I I thought of this term that uh, Brian and I use and I don't think I've told you guys about it before so I wanted to share he's one of those people that you can take literally anywhere and he'll fit in and you know what Brian and I call that we call it a universal donor where you could take them you could take them to a rave a Brooklyn rave you could be like hey dress in neon I need you to be downstairs we're going to a rave where we will know no one and then I could also take him to a dinner party of all girls and then I could also take him to a work event you know those people I just want to give a shout out to those people because God bless them I every friend group should have one a person that they just they can go anywhere because you know some friends you're like 
I just don't think that they would mesh with this group of people who are like, eh, they would never like this. They would never do that. Anyway, shout out to Universal Donors. Maybe you yourself are one. Maybe you get invited everywhere and you're a really great friend. And that's wonderful if you are. Um, guys, before we, we begin, remember you can always submit a question via email or voicemail. It's me, Tinks, at SiriusXM.com or leave me a voicemail at 866-993-8265. Let us begin with a voicemail. Hi, my name is Eileen. I'm from New York. So in 2020, I decided to change my location on Hinge to Australia. I started matching with people, whatever, and I matched with this guy. His name was Jonathan. I very quickly, and I was like, ah, I'm actually in New York. So there was no games being played there, really. We hit it off. We started talking, exchanged numbers, followed each other on Instagram. Very quickly started, like, frequent FaceTiming. We just had a really good spark, I guess. That probably lasted through to the beginning of 2021. I started dating somebody else. Jonathan from Australia respectfully, like, pulled back, you know? Like, like every couple of months, he would check in in... February of 2022, my boyfriend at the time and I broke up. Swear Jonathan could smell it pretty quickly slid in, striking a casual conversation, what's new, blah, blah, blah. I tell him we broke up. And ever since then, we've been in contact again. My birthday was June 6th. He sent me flowers on my birthday. And he actually booked a trip and is coming to visit me in August. He has said, you know, like, if he comes and he really likes New York, he's open to moving. Obviously, like, I really like him. I'm really excited. But I'm also trying to, you know, not get my hopes up too much, not be disappointed because I'm like, he also, like, lives in Australia. But I'm like, maybe if we click enough, like, we can move somewhere else. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So I think in those situations you just kind of have to lean into it because it sounds like you have this incredible spark with him. And I've had this before too, where it's just like, you could try to fight it because blah, blah, blah. It's not sensible to fall in love with someone that you've never met and lives on the other side of the world. But sometimes there is that guttural, physical, in your bones reaction to another person. It's chemical. That's the word I was looking for. It's a chemical reaction with another person. And it just feels like insane and you just have to talk to them and you have to pull the thread so I think listen he's already coming he has said he's open to it I would try to stay out of the future this is a this is an instance where I'm going to talk about future tripping right and it's hard because you have all this energy pent up and you're excited and you're nervous and you're thinking what if what if what if but the truth is you have no clue what's going to happen neither does he and you have to just experience whatever is going to be and then make a decision because thinking about it now is only going to detract from this magical time that you're having. And it is magical because listen, yeah, it's messy and it's not ideal and it's stressful to fall in love with someone who lives on the other side of the world. But that chemical reaction that I reference is so rare. Like you get a handful of those instances in your life. So my advice to you, sweet girl, is just enjoy it. Take it day by day. Stay out of the future because we plan and God laughs and then and then just see what happens and really stay present when he's there. And I know, you know, if it starts going well, you're going to want to be like, OK, well, should we move to da, 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 da? just be it's very, very hard to be present. We don't talk about that enough. It's extremely, extremely difficult. A practical 
uh, a practical tip I have is to journal out your feelings. Even if you're like, I'm feeling so bajiggity. I'm so nervous for him to come. I'm thinking about me moving to Australia. I'm thinking about us moving to another location. Just journal it out because then it's outside of your body. That's why I love writing it down. It's not quite the same as just, you know, thinking it, whatever. When you write it down, it leaves your body. It gives you some relief. So journal that little butt of yours up until he gets there. And then when he's there, just be present and stay in the moment and be excited. And it's okay to write those feelings and be like, I'm really excited. I'm really nervous to be with this person, to spend time. I'm excited about the possibility of the future, but just stay in the present. Um, and I'm excited for you. That's really cool. That's really, really fun. And uh, I can't wait to hear what happens. All right, guys, let's play another voicemail. Hey, Tinks, this is Chandler from New York. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the advice that you have given. Truly, there's just one piece of advice that has stuck with me, and it's just changing the neural pathways, like changing ways that we think about things in order for them to, like, A, make sense to us, and also, like, B, give us some, like, clarity and comfort. And I think that is so important. For me, I literally changed neural pathways with some guy, you know, instead of saying, you know, why doesn't he like me? Why isn't he responding to my text? Like, yada, yada, it's all about me, me, me. I changed that neural pathway to going, well, that's just loser behavior. Losers, ghost girls. I don't date losers. So anyways, totally changed that. And thanks to you um, telling me how to change that neural pathway and change the way of thinking about things, I have been so much happier and in a better place about that whole situation. And I've totally freed myself of it. So anywho, um, this probably won't get on air, but just in case it does, it is such a useful tool. And I just want to thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. That's so unbelievably kind. I can't tell you guys how much it means to me when I hear that little tricks that I passed on have made a measurable difference in your life. That's so, so kind. And I'm so glad I use that trick all the time because you know what? Thoughts become things. And we believe, we start to believe the stories we tell ourselves. And if we are just telling ourselves negativity and negativity over and over and over again, that's how we're going to feel. And especially when it comes to dating, you know, we have, we get these stories in our head. We think, oh, why, why didn't he call me? Why didn't he call me? Why didn't he call me? And the actual thought should be, eh, I didn't really like him that much. I didn't feel that sexy and funny after a date. Uh, and you know, I said that to the writer who was shadowing me. I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I said, you should always feel sexy and funny when you leave a date with someone, if, if they're the right fit for you. That's an aside. Um, but I'm so glad that that helped. And anytime you guys are having like a negative thought pattern, be it about your body or a guy or your life or your expectations for yourself, you have to think about your brain like a little computer and just go stop, control, alt, delete, replace, and put in a new thought and put, you know, the thought in uh, replace it with a better one. So instead of, oh, I hate my body, I hate my body, think stop, control, alt, delete, replace. Mm, I'm really sexy. And that's not vain, you guys. That's not vain. That's not conceited to think you're sexy and think you're hot. Okay. And we are told that. And that's why we have so many fucking body issues. So that's just an example. But use that tool. New neural pathways are important. Our brain is just a machine. And sometimes when it gets hooked on something, you can internalize that limiting belief that's what scares me you know about those negative beliefs is you start to you start to believe them you tell yourself I'm not good enough you know or imposter syndrome at work I'm never going to get this job I'm never going to get this promotion and then we internalize those limiting beliefs and then that's how we act 
you know how men walk around all day? They th- they say, hm, I'm the shit. I'm great. My cock is big. I'm going to get that promotion even though I'm mediocre. And I'm sorry, that was man-hating and I really try to stay out of that space because it's not helpful. But my point, I was trying to make a little joke. And my point is that women like as a default we don't believe it. we don't believe we can do it we don't believe that we're worthy and whatever and that's kind of how our brains work and as a as a starting off point most men believe that they can do it and have whatever they want that's a massive generalization but I think you can all know what I mean um okay let us let's read a little email here's hoping that I can get through this without fudging all my words as I usually do Tinks, you are the best, and I'm so grateful that my friend encouraged me to follow you. Oh, thank you for all that you do to empower women. It's truly inspiring. Question for you. I'm a 36-year-old single doctor. Hell yeah, we love our doctors. Go you. Dating has been nearly impossible. I can understand that. You guys are the busiest people with the you're, it's a, the most demanding job. But I'm trying my best. I met this guy on a dating app right before the pandemic. He's also a doctor and had ended a pretty ended an engagement about a year prior. Because of COVID and our jobs, we had a slow start, but after a few months, we got pretty serious. All was well until he freaked out and said he couldn't focus on his personal life and didn't feel like he could give me what I wanted. However, he wanted to stay friends. Fast forward two years, he still texts me often, always texts me first, asked to hang out, calls me on his way to work, wants to know what's going on with my family, etc. Thoughts? I know I deserve better, and I've truly tried to put him in the friend box, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't mess with me. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No fucking shit it's messing with you. He's he's doing rent-a-girlfriend. Rent uh, listen, first of all, I want to state again, when when doctors are involved, you guys are so busy, and you're, it, the, the demands on your schedule and your your mental health like I can't emphasize them enough so I I totally hear you I know dating is hard my concern is that this feels comfy for you you've fallen back into it but you're not in a relationship and it sounds like that's what you want it sounds like you want to find someone to spend real time with and this is kind of leaving you in purgatory because this guy he's you know he's having his cake and eating it too he doesn't have a girlfriend he doesn't have to feel guilty if he doesn't call you and all that stuff but he calls you on his way to work he wants to know what's on, going on with your family it's rent a girlfriend and and listen he might not have malintent he, he might not be doing it from a malicious place but it is hurting you because it's leaving you in purgatory you're not you're probably not putting yourself out there as much as you would be otherwise uh you're having a hard time getting over with him of course it messes with you here's what i would do I think you've got to be pretty strict here and reach out to him and say, hey, listen, I I love being your friend, but our current um, situation isn't working for me because it's make it's reminding me of when we dated and I really want to find something someone. So I need I need a little space from you. Still love you. Still want to be your your friend, but we can't do this. It almost feels like we're dating, but we're not sleeping together and we're not actually dating. And it's just not serving me anymore. You are a fucking doctor. That's the most badass thing on the planet. And you you wrote it in your email. You said, I know I deserve better. So you you said it, not me. And I'm now saying it again to to back you up. You deserve better. And it's gonna be tough, but you know what the thing is, like he's a grown up, he's a big boy, he's also a doctor. He's gotta understand that when you when you say that. Just be really nice and clear. Just be clear. You can't keep doing this because now every time you go on an app or go on a date, it's going to be like, uh, I'm thinking about him. You know, you're comparing every guy to him. You can't really move on. You can't throw yourself into something else. And even if you're 
not dating, even if you're not in a place to date right now, even if you don't find anyone to, to date, this is not good. Because I think for a while, like I would do something where I would be like, well, I'm not dating anyone else. I might as well, you, if you've been following me for a while, like my example is with my friend. Um, I used to think like, oh, I'm not dating anyone else. I might as well sleep with him. I might as well hang out with him all the time. Um, but it just, it's not good for your image, your self image, and it's not good for your mental health. So be strict with him. You said you deserve more. I know you deserve more. Um, and, and you will have more as soon, as soon as you, uh, get some healthy, healthy distance with this guy. It's that B word. It's the B word. You got to invoke those boundaries. Uh, they're so, so important for us. I love you tons and I'm really proud of you. That's very cool that you're a doctor. That's badass. All right, guys, let us, let's play another voicemail. Let's hear what you have to say. Hi, Tinks. This is Megan out of Chicago, and I'm calling to get your help on a weird social situation. I've had a kind of recent falling out with a longtime friend of mine. We're part of the same larger social group in our city. Over the last six months, she just sort of stopped initiating contact with me, started having group hangouts with mutual friends of ours, but not inviting me. In the times that we did interact with each other, they've been kind of weird and awkward. Like when I told her I got into business school, she responded by saying that I was a baby penguin who flips around and then succeeds at the things I put my mind to, which felt kind of backhanded or when we're just the two of us, she gets randomly short tempered with me or the last time we were hanging out one-on-one, she kind of like fondly reminisced on my ex-boyfriend who was kind of a dick to me. I kind of pump the brakes on the friendship. I'm not really putting in effort because it feels icky to me now, but what I don't know how to handle is how to talk about it with our larger friend group who still thinks that me and this girl are super tight. I don't really know if I should say anything to our mutual friends or just sort of let it slide and, and not really acknowledge it. So I don't really know how to handle it with our larger group. If you have any advice, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Tinks. Love you. Bye. Ugh, I'm so sorry. Friend breakups, especially like this one, are really tricky because, as you said, you know, she's still in the friend group and no one knows what's going on. And sometimes I find with these situations, it just, it takes a while for the truth to come out. Shakespeare said, let me begin by saying Shakespeare said the truth will out. And I, I do believe that. I think sometimes it takes a long time, but this girl sounds pretty nasty to be honest with you and over time I would bet my bottom dollar that your other friends will figure that out for themselves too in terms of how to deal with it I honestly don't know if I would say anything because if you bring it up it will maybe come across like bitching and it might come across like you're trying to get them on your side I I don't know I think with messy stuff like this, it's best to just kill him with kindness, be polite to her, and don't give her anything to work with, if that makes sense. Because you never know. I mean, she sounds pretty backhanded and not nice. So if you go to your friend, other friends and say, listen, we, we're not, we're going to have, we've had a falling out. We're not that close anymore. You know, she did this, this, and this. If she hears that, if that gets back to her, which it will, because it's a friend group, I think some real big drama would kick off. So as painful as, as it is, I think it's a Michelle Obama, they go low, we go high moment. 
And I think it's a wait and see moment. And I think you've got to just kind of bide your time. And again, when you're in a group setting, be you don't have to go out of your way to be super nice to her, but just be polite and neutral. If someone asks you, you know, one of the other friends in the friend group says, hey, what's going on? You know, you, you guys used to be so close. Just be like, yeah, taking a step back. Just, you know, don't give her anything to work with. She sounds like the type of person to twist things. And I know you probably want to vent to your friends and I get that, but I just worry about it going around and her hearing and being like, oh, OK, you, you know, you're bitching about me and blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, dude. That's really, really irritating and sucky. Um, but again, I always find the truth comes out about people and it's so fucking satisfying when it does. My Virgo is showing. <laughs> I'm always like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Tried to warn you. Tried to warn you. I'm really sorry, though. Keep your head up and uh, lean into your other friendships and um, just just be nice and, and just, you know, let her do her thing because she'll she'll out herself as a meanie soon enough. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams fabrication and quality cannot be replicated. So don't believe the dupes. So guys, do you remember back in like 2020, I made a viral TikTok about how much I love Barefoot Dreams because I am truly so obsessed with these blankets. I have one in every room of my house, no word of a lie, and also the socks. When I tell you that I cannot sleep if I don't have Barefoot Dream socks on, that is the truth, okay? For It's Me Tinks listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code TINKS15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dream's soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and Book of the Month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool, or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year, and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling 
telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's zola.com love starts with you show off your personal style every day with new pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see from big feelings to small messages and everything in between beautiful hand-finished jewelry from pandora radiates with your love from every angle create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. Guys, I'm starving. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pre-recording this in the studio, and I'm going to get Ms. Lala after. Have you guys ever had that? There's two in L.A. It is the best. We get all the sauces. It's my favorite because there's literally five sauces to pick from, and I get all of them, and I mix them together and make a super sauce. Super saucy. All right. Let us roll another voicemail. Hi, my name is Meredith. I'm 27 and I live in LA. I have a question about a guy that I've been dating. We've been dating for like almost two months. Uh, We've been on nine dates and I just feel like I don't really know what to do moving forward. At our last date, I said to him, you know, I've enjoyed spending time with you. Like, do you want to keep seeing each other? And he was like, yes, that sounds great. But I'm, I'm like not ready to put a label on things, which I don't know, felt a little weird to me after nine dates and then he was like oh I'm going to be busy for the next two weeks and I just assumed that meant that he didn't want to see me but then he like followed up and was like I had a great time he kept texting me and now we're just in this weird spot where like it's been two weeks and he's still texting me but he isn't asking me out and 
like I asked him out before. I guess I'm just like wanting more initiative from him. And I'm wondering if I should just like stop talking to him or just like ask him out one more time. When do you draw the line between like someone making an effort versus like giving it one last shot, I guess? Okay. Hi. I think that I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I just, I don't think that, I don't think he's your guy. I don't think he's, I kind of feel like he might be seeing someone else because the sudden lapse in hanging out, but he's still texting you. I'm I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings. I'm saying this to protect you. It's giving me back burner energy. He's putting you on the back burner. I, I kind of feel like he met someone else or he's, you know, seeing someone casually, which is fine. I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. He said he's not ready to put a label on it. It's not like you guys are exclusive. But when someone likes you, they reach out. When someone likes you, they want to see you. And guess what? You deserve that. Now, I'm not saying you have to be ripping each other's clothes off from date one and want to marry each other right away. But after nine dates, come on. Things should be heating up and you know it. Also, your voice doesn't, you didn't open the call with, I'm obsessed with this guy. You got to help me get him, get him back. That was not the call. The call was, why isn't he making enough effort? Should I make more of, you know, should I do one last ditch effort? Mm, you know, I, I wish that he had put in more to this. It's very meh. Your voice was meh about him. He's being meh. I think just leave it. I really do. I, I mean, you could... You can be the bigger person and text him and be like, hey, I actually realized I this isn't working for me, um, but wish you the best. And he'll probably be like, oh, no, why? You know, blah, blah. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he's looking for that out. Um, or you can be or you can just kind of match his energy and wait for him to reach out. And if he doesn't reach out, then, you know, that's really telling. But don't get in this situation where he, you're a pen pal because two weeks without seeing you after nine dates to me that's a bit of a red flag nine dates is a lot I mean I I don't know you probably slept with him like if you're seeing someone regularly it should like heat up over time and now it should be like you know twice a week or whatever I personally I'd probably match his energy and if he if he does come back just be like hey I'm gonna be completely honest with you I've enjoyed getting to know you but this vibe isn't working for me anymore and I and I wish you the best and move on he's you're not you're not that excited about him you didn't say it was the best sex of your life or that he's super hot so plenty more plenty more fish in the sea i love you i i hope that 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 helps um all right let's read an email god i just i did that before i read this email i want to say that i did that so much in my 20s like so much i would just accept the bare minimum and not even be into him. That's that's why I always say till I'm blue in the face. It's not if he likes you. It's do you like him? Really keep that question front of mind, you guys. Because it's like we get so caught up in things. And then, oh my God. Also, SCS, sunk cost syndrome. She's totally in the sunk cost syndrome uh, vibe right now. Because she's like, it's been nine dates. Should I do one more time? No. No. He sucks. He's like slow fading you. No. it's Do not allow sunk cost syndrome to affect your actions okay you should go based on your gut and what how you're feeling right now because with the past in the past not, not going to change based on what you do now all right let's read another email advice for a best friend question mark my best friend for 22 years got dumped last night she just turned 30 a couple of weeks ago and is devastated not over the dude she was seeing for two months but the fact that it was another failed relationship I have no advice 
rather than to try to not focus on wanting to be in a relationship more than wanting to find your soulmate. But I'm not sure it's registering. I'm married and so it feels and so she feels like alone. Oh my god, why can't I read you guys? <laughs> I am married, so I feel like she feels so alone and my heart hurts for her. What advice would you give to someone who is exhausted in the dating game or feels like she's going to die alone? Fucking love you, Tinks. Okay. I fucking love you too. You're a good friend. What a good fucking friend. Can I just stop? Because we don't acknowledge people like this that much. This lovely girl wrote to me because her best friend is heartbroken. You are a real one and your friend is lucky to have you and you are a good person. And I just want to call that out. Um, It's difficult. And it's difficult when one best friend is married because by no fault of your own, it, you're just going to be slightly less comforting. I'm just going to go out and say that. It just feels slightly less comforting because you have the security of a marriage and a partner and she feels alone and like, oh my God, another failed relationship. And she's in that spiral. And listen, it's a spiral I've gone in. I've gone down before. I, I think we all have, especially as we get towards our 30s. To be frank, once I hit 30, everything felt like a big relief, but that's a topic for a different question. But we've all had that spiral where it's like, it's not about the guy. Like you said, it wasn't, he wasn't that special, but it's just like another failed thing. However, what I would say to her if she called me is you can't, you can't look at it like a bunch of failures. That's not the right way to look at it. And it's not the best way to get yourself in a good mindset. No relationship is a failure. It's just not the right one. I'm sure she learned something and hopefully had fun and, and good times with each of the people that she's dated recently. Um, and, and this is one thing that my therapist said to me a while ago, and it really stuck with me. It's just another mental trick. It's only taking one. Per- it's only going to take one person to find the right person, if that makes sense. It's a kind of a simple thing and you kind of have to walk yourself through it. It's like it's just going to take one person. It's not like you're you're going through the motions, you're dating, you're getting out there. It's just not the right fit. Um, so I would tell her that. I would tell her that she's really young still, so don't worry about that. 30 is still young. And I would tell her, honestly, maybe to take a break. I would say take a specific amount of time for yourself, not to get over the breakup per se, but just have a break. Because sometimes when you're in the spiral, you're just like, grabbing at anything you're grabbing at straws you're just like I just need to go on another date and go on another date and you have that energy and sometimes people can smell that energy right they can smell that like desperate like I just want it to work and it can also make you settle and it can also make you, you know, settle for things that you shouldn't and date guys that are not that great because you just want it to work so she's not in a good headspace right now And I would tell her, look, that if you take the summer off from dating, it's not going to make a difference. Like your, your soulmate isn't going to leave in the, in the two months that you take off, right? You need to get in a better headspace so that you feel more sane dating. Okay. That's what I tell her. And I would tell her to take summer off. Just give it a breather. Have fun with you, with her other friends, go on a trip, work out, go on long walks, get a new project, get a dog, do anything for yourself. Just have a break. Because when you're in that zone, you're not going to attract the best level of people. Also, another mantra that I love to say is water seeks its own level. Basically, that means, you know, like finds like. And if she's in this mode, she's going to find someone else who's kind of in this like frustrated, desperate mode. If she takes a couple months off to just 
elevate everything about her mood, about her self-work, all of that good stuff, she's going to attract someone on that level. And I would bet like sooner rather than later, if she just takes some time off from dating, like someone will drop into her life. That's always how it works. But don't say that specifically because that's so fucking annoying when people say that. But I, I do believe it's true. Just be like, you need to be in a good mindset. You need to be in a good mindset and you need to take time for yourself. And it's not going to make a difference because I think that that's the fear like that people have. Like, oh, if I take two months off dating, I'm going to be behind. That's not how it works at all. That's not how it works at all. So she needs to have some relaxing fun time take care of herself and it will all fall into place and I want to end again I'm so obsessed with good friends I think it's just they're so rare you're a good person and you're a lovely friend and um, I'm sure your friend knows that so thanks for writing in on her behalf that's really kind okay let's go. I wonder if any of my friends have written in advice for me just anywhere I hope they have I, I hope that they're funneling advice to me somehow (laughs) I ask for a lot of advice too you guys I don't know if you know that but I ask for a lot of advice not from everyone I'm not an asshole I hate an asshole you know the person who asks 50 million people the worst is it when it was when a person like you know one of my friends or whatever they'll ask me and I'll be like well this is what I think you should do and then they'll be like okay and then they'll come back another day and be like well what do you think I should do I'm like I fucking told you I told you already that's an asshole um all right Let's play a let's play another voicemail. Hi, this is Olivia. I am calling to ask about how you deal with imposter syndrome. I just graduated from dental school and I feel like I've really been struggling with my internal dialogue and kind of like how I talk to myself about that. Um, I'm about to do a residency. I know that I'll keep learning there, but I just feel really kind of like lost, I think, for the past two months, especially leading up to graduation. I kept like waiting to feel excited and I never did. Um, and now I feel like my dialogue has been a little more harmful of like me constantly telling myself like I don't know anything I'm not prepared to be a dentist I guess I wanted to know what you tell yourself when you have those moments um, when you've had those moments in the real world starting your career what did you kind of tell yourself and do to help feel better thank you I love you first of all congratulations on finishing dental school that is so badass and cool when uh, any doctors dentists teachers you know you guys are just the fucking best. You go to school for so long and it's such a skill. It's such a specific skill and you're going to go help people and make a big difference in people's lives. So first of all, that's fucking cool. Second of all, it's completely normal. I mean, you've been studying and working hard for this goal and now it's here. So it's like, I think it's probably a combination of this big life change coming for you combined with some imposter syndrome. So now what is some practical advice? What are some things that I've told myself? I mean, again, I, it just, it makes me so sad how much imposter syndrome women have. Like you are literally graduating, which means that a, a board of professional people deem you, uh, good enough to do this job, but you are telling yourself, no, I'm not. I, you know, I've had a lot of imposter syndrome. I still have a lot of it. I'm, I would be lying if I said I didn't. I, I often feel so unqualified to do the things that I do um and when I go to meetings I'm just like I'm the stupidest person here and I'm just really nervous and I think telling myself that everyone who came before me was once in my position helps me 
you know every no nobody was born with all the knowledge nobody was born uh, a professional and nobody was born the best at what they do they got there and they were once in the position that you are in right now so that really helps me to think about people you know in in my field thinking about them walking into into their first meeting and being like yeah I, i've never written a script before and they they started somewhere everybody wrote that first one the other thing that um helps so for you maybe it's to think like every great dentist was once a first timer they were once a graduate and they were once scared shitless and they did it and then the second point is kind of related to that it's nobody knows what they're doing and obviously you need to know somewhat what you're doing because you're a dentist you're gonna have your hands in people's mouth drilling around and doing all that good stuff but in the sense of in the wider sense of life nobody knows what the fuck they're doing everybody is faking it till they make it everybody okay and I find that sometimes when you talk to people who you think have it all figured out and you're like oh man you you know you're never nervous you never have imposter syndrome they're like what are you talking about they're some of the most nervous people but they hold it together and they just tell themselves fake it till you make it um and then the third point that I would say the third piece of practical advice is to think look at your track record right you're you're de- you're a doctor you're de- you're a dentist now like you you are a factual person so look at your track record every decision that you've made has led you to where you are today every choice you've made and you've gotten yourself this far which is pretty far right you're graduating you've got you've you probably had jobs before you probably have a great life with friends and have accomplished a lot and you did that no one gave that to you. You did that for yourself, brick by brick. So if you can do all that, if you know all these years of life, you've taken care of yourself and defended yourself and pulled yourself up when you were sad and pushed through adversity, I that's a pretty good data set, right? The data is promising. The data shows that you can do hard things. And that's pretty cool. Um, you're going to be completely fine. And I'm so proud of you. And dentists are the coolest. My dentist is Dr. Julie Cho. She's in New York City. I'm fucking obsessed with her. I talk about her all the time on Instagram. And it's weird to be obsessed with your dentist, but I just love her. I live in Los Angeles and I go to a dentist in New York because I just absolutely love her. She whitens my teeth. She gives me a cleaning. We have a chit chat. We have a little gossip. She's the coolest person. And I, and I love it because she's just, she's great at what she does. And she makes me feel safe in the dentist chair. Which is honestly hard to do because when I was in, um, I've showed you guys this picture, but when I was in high school, I had my two of my wisdom teeth taken out when I lived in England and I had mono at the time, but they didn't know. And I had an adverse reaction to some of the medication and my face swelled and then my throat started to close and I had to be hospitalized because they thought I was going to suffocate. And it was traumatizing and I was so scared of the dentist after that. But Dr. Julie makes me feel safe. So dentists are very important people. Um, Love you tons. And you're going to be great. You're going to be great. All right, guys. Let's roll another voicemail. Hi, Tanks. This is Sarah calling. I'm 21. I live in New York for the summer. I've been doing my intern summer. So it is like the rent the runway of the summer. I have a question regarding a boy and kind of just relationships in general. So I went through a breakup last February, and I thought I was going to, like, marry the guy. Obviously, we were super young, but it was, like, love at first sight. 
And we were like, we're going to get married. And then one day I randomly got dumped and never spoken to again, which was really, really brutal. But I always feel like been over a year out since the breakup and he's in a totally new relationship with a girl who's completely opposite of me, which is definitely hard because I like wonder why like she seems to be the complete opposite of me. Like, was he just not looking at all for what I was? Like, I don't really know. So that's like a whole thing in itself. But also, I have been seeing this guy for the past few months, and he's, like, in love with me. But I just don't feel anything close to what I felt in my last relationship. And I'm wondering, what do I do in the sense of, like, I never will feel that same, like, love first sight thing again, I feel like. And so I don't want to cut myself off to other relationships that don't feel like that right away. But it's also been, like, five months, and I, like, feel like I should be in love with him somewhat. So I'm just wondering, like, how do I cut it off? Do I cut it off? But I love you so much, and I'm so happy. I listen to your podcast and think my red hot girl mom walks all the time. So I love you, Pink. Thanks. I love you so much, too. And I'm sorry that you're in this situation. I, I kind of hear a bit of sadness in your voice to be honest with you um and I think that oh, this is a two-parter I'm going to take the first part first duh tinks uh you've got to stop thinking about the the old guy like the comparison between you and the new girl like that's I can hear that that's the internal dialogue in your head is like why her and not me and I can hear the comparison and as we know comparison is the thief of joy you have to go cold turkey I'm saying not from your Finsta. I'm saying tell your friends, do not even mention him to me. Don't go to bars that you used to go to with him. You need like full cutoff therapy from him because you've got to you've got to leave this in the past because it's not in the past. It's affecting your current mentality, your current relationship, and it's making you sad. And here I'm going to be tough with you for a second. There's there's nothing to gain from going back and chewing it over. There's no clues in his current relationship about why it didn't work out. Uh, with you. The only thing that this is going to do is prolong the healing process. You're staying in that space. You're staying in that, in that past and you've got to, you've got to break through. You've got to, you've got to just go hard and just cut him out and stop thinking about it. And anytime you start thinking about the girl or him or what have you, um, you go control alt delete and you replace it with, it doesn't serve me doesn't serve me just say that to yourself this doesn't serve me that's all there is true to it you don't have to go into it like oh but this that just say this does not serve me it's literally like picking a scab sorry to use a gross image but maybe that will stick in your head now it's literally picking a scab it does nothing apart from prolong the healing and you don't want to leave a scar so stop picking for real in terms of the new guy I mean five months yeah it's it's quite a while it's it's probably that you don't like him that much anyway. I wouldn't beat yourself up about, you know, oh, is it because you're still thinking about the old guy? It doesn't sound like you like him a whole bunch anyway, but I do agree. It's the the whole thing in the past is like holding you back because you're comparing, right? Again, another instance, comparison is the thief of joy. You're comparing this guy with the old guy. Let's revoke. Is that the right word in this case? Or let's, I'm going to use a rule. Let's use the rule invoke invoke Sethy's nodding to me he's a lawyer did you know that invoke no he yeah that's right I'm going to invoke the rule that or the the trick that I taught you guys a couple of weeks ago which is like do you want to do the next thing with him 
So if you're dating casually, do you want to date seriously with him? If you are dating seriously, do you want to meet his family or move in with him? It doesn't sound like it. I think you should cut him loose. You're not that into him. And I honestly think what you need to do is cut him loose, do a full cleanse of the old guy and start anew for yourself. Also really good timing because it's the beginning of summer. Maybe you have a trip plan. Maybe you're going to the Hamptons a lot and you know, whatever. You need to just be by yourself a little bit and just be over the old guy and not be distracted with the new guy because I, I feel like being with someone who you're not in love with is probably making you more spirally right now because again, you're comparing, right? So if you were just, you know, didn't have this past with this old, this old guy, I would say, man, maybe see him casually or whatever. Keep going with the current guy. But I think it's just all a bit messy in your head right now. So that's what I am. That's what I'm prescribing. Full cleanse from the last guy, a mental cleanse. And I mean, be strict with yourself for real. Don't think about him. Don't check on his page. Don't imagine what could have been. Don't think about the girlfriend, nothing. And then the second point is cut this, this sweet boy loose and just spend some time on yourself and enjoy it. It's not depressing. It's nice. I, I, some of my happiest times in my life have been like not through in a breakup, but right after a breakup when you kind of feel like you can breathe again and you just focus on yourself. It's a really big growth time. You're also, I know you said it, you are a baby. You are 21 years old. You should be having fun and enjoying life and going to the Hamptons and going out and kissing lots of people and, uh, and just, and just it needs to feel lighter. It just there's like a, a sadness in your voice. You're being dragged down by all this and you need to feel like lighter and breezier and just let all this stuff go by the wayside. Okay? So I hope you have a good summer and I hope I hope that advice helps. We're gonna listen to a voicemail. I'm ready. Let's play it. Hey Tinks. I have a problem. Wedding season and I am in three weddings this summer and one of them is my best friend. Her sisters are the maid of honor, so I'm not the maid of honor, but there's just been a lot of pressure to do things so specifically and like buy expensive things and get a lot of expensive things for her wedding. But I also have two other weddings I'm in this summer and it's just been kind of hard. And I recently had to tell her that I can't afford to like get my makeup done and hair done professionally for her wedding, that I had to buy these used shoes because she wanted us all to have the same matching shoes, so I had to buy them used. And she has just been kind of snotty about me buying used shoes and just, like, me canceling on not getting my hair done and makeup done. And I'm trying to have a good attitude about it, but it's really hard because I have three weddings I'm in this summer and struggling not being consistently annoyed by her. (laughs) Yeah, if you can give me help and advice how to let it go and just suck it up maybe thanks thanks i love listening to your show bye hi oh man this is really you know what i hate about all this wedding debacle stuff because there is a lot of wedding debacle stuff all the time in everybody's life i hate that it I hate that it makes it seem like it's a single person versus married person thing. And it's really not. It's honestly about money and it's about respecting other people's time and respecting other people's finances. It has nothing to do with the wedding or the love or the friendship, in my opinion, in most cases. It's simply about money and respecting other your friends, not other people, your friends time and your friends money. And it just irks me to no end 
when people don't do that. And if she wants you to get your hair and makeup done, then she can pay for it. I, I have to say for the weddings that I've been in, the if I'm a bridesmaid, then everybody gets hair and makeup from the the bride if it's expected if it's not expected then okay that's fine but if it's expected then I think the bride needs to pay um I think yeah I, I mean your question was I could go on a long rant about the wedding stuff but your question was how do you deal with it because you're, you're in it right now I think you just have to you know shrug your shoulders take a deep breath and be like, look, I got three weddings this summer and I'm going to get through them and I'm not going to lose my mind while I do it. And I think the way to do that is to set boundaries and then keep them and not feel bad about them. Now, that is so, so, so much easier said than done, right? That's so much easier said than done because we say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy this extra thing. I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm not going to feel pushed around. And then we get there and it's our friend and it's their special day and we want to, we want to be there for them. So I understand, but you have to kind of find your line, draw it in the sand and then not cross it. Um, because otherwise you're going to end up resenting all of these weddings and you're not going to have a good time. And you're going to be there being like, I'm in this fucking dress. I had to pay for this fucking makeup, and these shoes. Um, and in terms of talking to her or talking to anyone who you're in a wedding with, I think you just have to be calm. You just have to say, listen, I simply, it's not in my budget for me. Like, I can't afford this. You don't even have to say you can't afford it because you know what? Maybe you can't afford it and you, it's just not how you want to allocate your money right now. Like you're not supposed to bankrupt yourself on weddings. That's not what this is about. And I, I do feel like we're kind of reaching somewhat of a, a turning point or a come to Jesus moment about all this stuff because the amount of messages and emails that I get get about this stuff is like it's sad because so many people feel so much pressure and it's again it's not about not wanting to go to someone's wedding or not wanting to celebrate people it's about this pressure to pay and it's a lot so I think, you know, if you have another talk with her, you've got to just explain, be like, look, I love you. I love you a lot. And I'm so fucking happy for you. But and also another good thing is to tell her, be like, I got three weddings. Say, I've got, you know, this much to pay in plane fare alone. I just can't do this. And I, and, and then you can say it like this, say, I think, you know, that the, the me not paying for my hair and makeup is not a reflection of how I feel about you or our friendship or your marriage. It's simply a financial decision. Really bring bring it home with the facts, right? Because if you say that, what's she going to say? Show me your finances, open your bank statement? No. Just say this is a financial decision, not a friendship decision. Just repeat that over and over again so it'll start to get in her head. I'm sorry. That's really annoying. And in terms of weddings, just Again, keep those boundaries. Um, try to talk to other people at the wedding. So, you know, sometimes you can, I don't know where they are, or what the deal is, but, you know, you can always like catch a ride with someone or, you know, learn, okay, you want to share a hotel room with someone so it's a little less expensive. Um, there's little, just, just talk to other wedding goers so that you can suss out how you, little ways you can save um, because it's a lot. And again, Nothing to do with marriage hating. Nothing to do with hating on people who have found the love of their life. Everything to do with time and money, which is stressful for everybody. That's all it is. That's all it is. And people, people got to be considerate of their friends. Uh, you're going to be okay. I, you know what? You might even have a great time at the wedding. So keep an open mind.
Try to try to create a new neural pathway. Don't think, ugh, three weddings. Think, you know what? Because I'm going to set my boundaries and keep them, I'm going to have fun. That's a good way to look at it. Because I set my boundaries and keep them, I'm going to I'm going to have fun with this. Um so good luck. You'll be okay. Weddings can be beautiful and I'm here for you. All right, guys, that is all from me. I will be back on Friday with a show, hopefully a Paris recap. I don't know if I'll be, maybe I'll do that on Monday, but I hope I have lots of good stories of baguettes to tell you and French delightful things and hopefully not too much jet lag. You know, I have all these jet lag rules that I tell you guys and I do them all. I still get rocked by jet lag. So I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know if I've cracked the code. I don't know if any of that stuff works. Maybe I'll just get absolutely wasted on the plane and that'll be a good jet jet lag deterrent um all right you guys if you're not subscribed please subscribe leave a comment leave a review it means the world to me share it with a friend um and i love to hear what you guys think about the episodes love you tons i'll see you soon bye They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.